my spirit is overwhelmed with this beautiful, magnificent building, and then with you wonderful people of God that are so hungry, and you are responding to what God is saying and doing. I'm overwhelmed, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Thank you, Brother and Sister Tamil, and Brother and Sister Tamil, and thank you, Brother and Sister Meadows, and thank you, Brother Grant, and thank all of these wonderful men that have been such a major part of this great and effective meeting, and the timing seems just perfect. God let the cold wave come last week, and He's let the warm wave come this week. You may be seated. This beautiful center of victory, the alcoholic can come here and be delivered. The dope addict can come here and be delivered. This place says, welcome to everybody. They, John said, I saw them out of every kindred, tongue, nation, and people. That gives me a good feeling that the work is going to get done. Somebody's going to do it, and I want to be a big part of it, don't you? Oh, and that was so beautiful a while ago when our minister standing here was saying what God was able to do to push back the forces of evil and invade hell and all of its forces and shut down places of ill repute. A little seven-year-old girl, the daughter of one of our new converts, driving down Rapides Avenue, saw a sign that said, Happy Holla, and that is a bad place. And she says, Mother, they go in there happy and they come out hollering. We're going to pray against that place until that place is shut down. That place is shut down on Rapids Avenue tonight. That's the possibilities of this that we represent. Aren't you glad to be a representative of such a covenant? To be a covenant people with a covenant-making God with a God that keeps His covenant, there are, there, there's no way but up in this. There are no defeats. There are no setbacks. It's all victory. We've read the last chapter. We know who won the war. And we're not only going to pray tactically. Say tactically. We're not going to win just little skirmishes and pray for our needs to be supplied and for John to get a job and for Tom's back to be healed. But we're going to pray strategically. We've got a plan that will bring Satan's kingdom down. We're going to pray strategically when we leave this place. I feel so good about what God's doing in Wisconsin. I told Brother Tenney, I said, Alexandria, uh, the Pentecostals of Alexandria and all the rest of them in Louisiana, they better wake up because we're going to eat somebody's dust if we don't. In a recent White House briefing for evangelical leaders, President George Bush told the story of a little boy saying his prayers one evening, and after voicing requests for his family, the child added, and please, God, take care of yourself. If anything happens to you, we're all sunk. I thought that was cute, and I wanted to pass that along to you, because that's the way I feel tonight. God, keep 
us close in your hands. Because we're your people called by your name. And if something happens to you, we're sunk. But nothing's going to happen to this plan. We're on the right track. We're wearing the right name. We've been called and commissioned and commanded to carry out the divine will in earth as it is in heaven. Of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, we are to finish. That's a big assignment. That's a big mandate. God's heartbeat is to bring deliverance to you, to your family, to your home, to your church, to your city, to your community, to this world, and even to the nations. And this is a house of prayer for the nations. Supernatural weapons have been made available to us that we may accomplish this assignment. We would be very foolish to refuse those supernatural weapons and try to handle all of this big job description in our own strength. We can't do it. You're very wise to present yourself here tonight. This district is very wise to bring such meetings into possibility and make them available and accessible to you because we want to get more familiar with our mighty weapons that's capable of bringing this world that's in the hands of the evil one to snatch it out of his hands, bring it back on course and give it to God and snatch people from the burning and take the gates off of hell. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't just say words. I believe that. I live that, I sleep that, I eat that. And I would advise every minister and his wife here tonight to get on the front lines no matter what casualties we suffer. Our time is limited. I mean, it is incredibly short. And if we do not wake up to the supernatural ability and confront the forces of evil and defeat them, and I pray that we integrate this spiritual arsenal into our life to the point that you will experience the victory God has ordained for you, and you will live in the combat zone, and you will accomplish, accomplish, and conquer all that God has assigned for you to do, and say, there's something for me. Say, there's something for me. Say, I intend to have it. That's what we've been called to do. All that Jesus began both to do and to teach were to finish. Somehow I've got to get a hold of something that will help me to live it supernaturally, aggressively, positively, successfully. Did you hear me? Moving with assurance and positively. Everywhere you set the sole of your foot, it belongs to you. Go in there and possess it. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, that's my best prayer warrior. The Spirit itself is my best prayer warrior. I want to link up with it every day. That Spirit maketh intercession for us, say, with groanings. And I want you to just come on and go with me tonight and just do what I ask you to do, and you have and you will. But this may sound a little crude, but I want you to do it. Say with groanings. 
Just give it that. Does it sound very nice on the airplane? Doesn't always sound accommodating in a lot of places. (laughs) But there is something in me tonight. Hallelujah. There are groanings in me tonight that are unutterable. Because I've got to snatch some people from some circumstances and from some situations that I can't even utter what I'm trying to get said. But I want those groanings because I've got a prayer partner. And it just takes two of us to agree on it. And it'll come forth. It will come forth. <laughs> the Democratic chair lady was in our church Sunday night. I didn't know she was there. She was in my discipleship class Saturday night. And I met her, I was in the back meeting some more people trying to impart, trying to uplift and everybody hear, hear me. That's your job. That's not just the preacher and his wife. Everybody ought to be sensitive and looking out and say, who can I help? Who can I come alongside of? Who can I bless? Who can I stir up that gift in tonight? Who can I get on fire tonight? Oh, And these old Holy Ghost eagle eyes are looking back there and I'm back there helping somebody. She taps me on the shoulder. She doesn't look like I look. She didn't care then. Something had got a hold of her in that meeting. She fell on this shoulder. Brother Mangan carried my beautiful blouse to the to the uh, cleaners because it had marks of what she was wearing all over it. She hung her head there and she began to weep and I wept with her. We prayed together. I prayed her kind of praying, not my kind of praying. I prayed her kind of praying. She prayed there with me till she threw her head back and said, Oh, oh. And I said, You can do that anywhere, anytime, any place. If you leave here tonight and you're not satisfied, get in your bedroom. I don't care if it's your bathroom. I don't care if it's on your bed sleeping. There's something got a hold of you. Respond to it. That's for everybody in this room. That's for everybody. That's for every preacher and his wife. That's for every member of every church of Wisconsin. I will give Brother Tenney all the time he wants because this is a hungry people, Brother Tenney. They're not going nowhere. I don't care if we're here when the sun comes up. We're not going nowhere. half-brother of the Lord wrote a little half-page but how powerful and how power-packed just before the revelation. And he said in the 20th verse, But ye, beloved, or beloved, building up your most holy faith, say the rest of it with me, praying in the Holy Ghost. Ha-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
The 23rd verse, just a little below it says, pulling them out of the fire. I challenge you tonight. There's some in the fire that Holy Ghost praying. Holy Ghost praying. Holy Ghost praying. Mighty weapons. Paul, taking his stance and explanation on tongues, that powerful chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2, he says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh what? Say it again. I want to do some talking in tongues every day. Every day! Every day! Every day! Praying in the Holy Ghost, pulling them out of the fire. Tucked away in the second book of the Kings, chapter... 4 verses 18 through 21 would you privilege me to read that to you and when the child was grown it fell on a day that it went out to his father to the reapers and he said unto his father my head my head and he said to a lad carry him to his mother mother and when he had taken him and brought him to his mother he sat on her knees till noon and then he died and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. The Shunammite woman laid her dead boy on the prophet's bed. This church is a prophetic church with the prophetic nature of God deposited in every one of us. I make no apologies. I have the prophetic nature of God residing in me. Partakers of His divine nature. Thank you, Brother Tenney. That's what it said. This church, by your Lord and Master, He said it's built upon the foundation of the apostles. It's apostolic. It's built upon the foundation of the prophets. It's prophetic. And Jesus Christ Himself is the catalyst. He's the cornerstone. It's a prophetic, apostolic, Pentecostal church. And say, I'm in it. I'll never sit on pews and listen to pretty sermons and get comfortable and fail to involve myself in this prophetic nature. This woman determined she determined, I want to get that across. She determined, she made up her mind. She would give that prophetic bed. She would, she would give that prophetic utterance. She would give that prophetic word. She would give it no rest until, say until. Until that prophetic nature or that prophetic church or that prophetic Lord or that prophetic person. She would give them no rest, say, until. He restored her boy to life. 
She laid him there, and the Bible says she went out. That's confidence. You lay every situation you've got in this prophetic bed. You lay your family in this prophetic bed. You lay your children in this prophetic bed. You lay all of your problems. You bring your neighbors. You lay your family. You lay everything you've got in this prophetic bed. And don't you give up until you get the answer and it begins to live. Businesses shipwrecked on rocks of economic reversals. Marriages with love wrung out of them. Society averting that divorce is the answer. Medical reports silently screaming cancer and AIDS. Children exploding into unpredictable behavior patterns. Bills towering above our heads and beyond our checkbook. Jobs are disappearing and unemployment offering no way, no way and no help. Long-term hopes are dissolving. Constant pain from a physical problem that knows no reprieve. Recurring frustration with a personal deficiency that can't be overcome. Blockades on every road to happiness. Everybody is saying, I wish the Lord would come. Bulletin boards affixed with blank papers, wondering what to do next. Having tried everything, having tried anything, it's all futility, face to face with impossibility, or what seems like it, Satan worship. All of it is imponderable, invincible, unconquerable, until you get a hold of some mighty weapons with a prophetic nature that can speak, praying in the Holy Ghost that can call back. Everybody comes to that place and you'll get there if you're not tonight. But if you're in this room, I'm going to leave you with a great hope before I get through. There's hope in this prophetic bed. There's hope in this place. You'll get there some more frequently than others. Positive thinking disappears when you get there. Oh, yes. You've got to have faith. And even when it gets dim, you've got to get to some place where you get, say, desperate. Say, I've got to get desperate. Say it again. I've tried everything else. I've tried everything else. My attention has been gained by God. Nothing else has worked for me. I've got to get up from here tonight and do something about what I've been crying about. I didn't think there was an answer, but I'm going to get an answer tonight. I've got to learn to pray as an entrance into reality. I've got to learn to pray as a trip with a predestined certainty. I've got to learn to pray as an experience intelligently placed in God's name, word, and blood. I've got to pray with a knowledge you are on target every time you pray if you know that you are praying strategically and specifically. There is nothing but power that can come to you. The impossible faces us all. Storms, fumes looms before us, stalks our days, presses our minds, bends our plans, stands formably across our future, pierces our present, reaches out of the past to embarrass us and mock us. But there's a way to face impossibility and we're going to invade it here tonight. Say, there's a way. I found the way. The prophet's bed is where I'm going to put it. It's his place of rest. 
It's his place of sleep. But now a dead boy is in his bed. And the prophet cannot lie down. We'll give him no rest. We will not just have one little service on a Sunday night. We just won't pray on Sunday and shout and clap our hands and forget it until Wednesday night. No. We're going to put it on that bed and slam the door and say, I ain't looking no other place. That's the source. I'm not going nowhere else. This is it. I found it Sunday. I'm going to keep it Monday. I found it Monday and I'm going to keep it Tuesday. I found it Tuesday and I'm going to keep it Wednesday. I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this every day. Please excuse me. This is hard work. But it's wonderful, folks. You've got the call of God upon you and God's laid His hand on you and there's an anointing on your life. You better be willing to eat cornbread and drink water to get to preach this. You better be willing to preach this for nothing. For nothing. You better be willing to ride in a canoe or ride a donkey or walk or get there any way you can. You better love to do this. You may be seated. Say this with me. Give him no rest. That's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all day Sunday. Say every breath. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Pray without ceasing. I got it in the bed. He's not going to sleep. I'm not going to give him any rest. He's not going to get any rest. I'm going to knock on his door. I'm going to ask. I'm going to speak. I'm going to find. You don't have to be a big shot to say all of this. You don't have to have a whole lot of vocabulary. Just know one thing. He's God. I'm his vessel. He's going to flow through me. I'm going to speak and he's going to stand behind it. I'm going to touch and he's going to heal. I'm going to do and he's going to restore. Thank you, Sister Meadows, for that powerful, challenging message today. You know why? She's been converted. And when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. She's been revolutionized. She's been turned on. And everybody in this room's got to get turned on. Everybody in this room, everybody in Pentecost, has got to have a Bible revived. A Bible revived. Hallelujah. Go ahead and say it. Hallelujah. Give him no rest. Give him no rest. Do you get the message? Say until. Well, that's my message to myself tonight. See, I need this. I need, I get weary. I get tired. And the devil says, same old stuff you're asking. Same old stuff. Same old way. Get off of my shoulder. Get off of my back. Get under my foot. Go into that cave. Get out of my house. Get out of this church. Get out of my car. Quit talking to me. Come on. 
You're no different than anybody else. I'm no different. I fight to keep this going. I fight. I fight every day to knock on doors. I fight every day to pray. I fight every day to fast. Read the Word. Is it joy? It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you get out of touch with that old pretender prince and you shake him off like a dirty, filthy garment and you give yourself to God, oh, what a feeling, what an exhilarating feeling, what an anticipating, what a, what a wonderful, glorious, apostolic, Pentecostal. I, I, I don't have the words, folks. It's just something unspeakable and full of glory. So whatever your needs are, Whatever is dead in your life. There's some dead things in every one of our lives tonight. Dead kids, dead family, dead jobs, dead home, dead affections, dead uh, relationships in the church. Say, there's dead things. Say it. It's dead. Lay it on the prophet's bed. Lay it on the prophet's bed. I challenge you to do what I'm telling you. Lay it on that prophetic nature bed. This is a prophetic nature church. This is God in the earth. If you ever wake up to that, you'll treat it differently than you've ever treated it. It's a spiritual organism. Get out of the way and it'll grow. You don't make it grow. You just get out of the way. Find a hurt and heal it. Find somebody and help them. It's just that simple. You don't have to do any big gimmicks. Just just live for people. Get out of the way. God's moving. God's working. Let Him work. Let Him move. He'll work if you'll let Him. Am I talking loud enough? It don't need. It doesn't need all of that. But I just get excited about it. I don't get to go to ball games, you see. I got to expend my energy some other way, you see. I got to yell someplace else, you see. I went to the eye, ear, and nose specialist this past week, and. Uh, he, he checked my ears. He said, noise has damaged 70% of this right ear. And I said, well, I can't change churches now. <laughs> what do you suggest I do? He said, well, what went with your tonsils? I said, my father prayed for me and I spit them up in my hand. How you like that? I did. I did. Shepherd, Texas. Swollen out. I couldn't even breathe and all. Popsy laid hands on me and prayed for me and I just coughed real good and there they came. Smooth as a button. Looks like a mammoth cave. Determine. They determine. Anybody got your foot planted on the rock and your mind made up? You talk like a foolish woman? Or t- tell that to all of your circumstances. Say, I got my foot on the rock. Say, I got my mind made up. Say, I'm determined. We're going to build the biggest churches in our city. We're going to give the devil no rest. And we're going to give this prophetic nature no rest. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It don't take a whole lot. And after all of this, afterward, I will pour out of my spirit upon what? Say it with me. And your what? Come on and read the rest of it with me. Say afterward. After what? All of those priests are howling in the morning and lamenting between the porch and the altar. Say afterward. Say there is a sovereign move of God after we get through with all these kind of meetings. After we get through not giving Him no rest. Say there's going to be a sovereign move of God. Say daughters are going to prophesy. Sons are going to see it's going to be upon every one of them. Say floors are going to be full of wheat. Who can do that but a sovereign move of God? He's going to restore the years that the locusts have eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. Say a great army, a great army, a great army which I sent among you. I'm going to restore it because my people now are paying the price and now I'm going to move, say, sovereignly. Oh, I love that. I can't wait. God don't take me yet. Oh, my head hit. The pain hit me last Sunday night. And I said, God, not, not yet. I want to see that that you said was coming. Everybody gets up here and says, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Well, it has to come. Somebody's saying it's a coming. Say, <laughs> so I want to live to see it. I want to live to see it. Oh, praise God. Well, Satan never allows an answer to reach earth if he can prevent it. Persistence and importunity in prayer are not needed to persuade a willing God, but say to enable Him. To enable Him. He chose that method. He waits for that substance. It's His choice. He tied Himself to us with many promises, and we tie ourselves to Him by faith and obedience and prayer. And I'm telling you, God operates by prayer power, and it enables Him to overcome the opposition of the hindering spirit. Did Daniel get the angel through, or did the angel get Daniel through? Hurry up. Say, Daniel pulled the angel through. Oh, I'm pulling him through too, folks. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And since the day of Pentecost until now, there is the possibility of receiving an impartation of God's Spirit, the Holy Ghost, His prophetic nature. I've received that mighty impartation, have you? All over this building, if you have, raise your hands. Salvation, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, gifts of the Spirit. Say, gifts of the Spirit. Say, healings, faith, shadows. Handkerchiefs, ecstatic utterances, special gifts, special miracles, special ministries, all of that, praise and worship. There's no people like us on the face of the earth. Intercession and many others. We will not see the redemption of individuals, families, cities, and even nations unless we of this prophetic ministry unless we who have been anointed by the Holy Ghost and by the authority of the name of Jesus, unless men and women of the church confront the powers of the age by the power of the Holy Ghost, say that prophetic spirit in us, and the authority of His name, and the authority of His name, and the authority of His name, say the authority. Whatsoever you shall ask in my I will do it. Hitherto you have asked me for nothing, but say, Now, Lord, we're not going to give you any rest. We're going to ask in Jesus' name. 
And beginning tonight, whenever I want something from the Lord, He told me to just say, Jesus said I could have it. Say that with me. Jesus said I could have it. Jesus said I could have it. Shout that all over this building. By the power and the authority invested in us, Jesus said I could have it. God is using fleshly, fleshly vehicles, men and women to serve as earthly containers of this prophetic ministry, anointed ministry. Hear me, God is raising up forceful, militant people. My, I was so encouraged and my heart was blessed to see this young woman stand today so anointedly and fervently and enthusiastically say what she said and what a revolutionary change has been begun in her life. It's going to happen to thousands. It's going to make all of us look like mad in the first reader. You wait and see. When the floors are full of wheat and the bats are overflowing and every son and every daughter is prophesying, they won't even remember that there ever was a best of Mangan. This people that's coming to pass now, they're going to storm the gates of hell. They're going to press the battle to the gate. They're going to dethrone the forces and the darknesses of hell. And they're going to pierce the darkness and reach into the heavenless, divine, supernatural, prophetic utterances that's going to shake your cities, that's going to shake your home, shake these homes. Devil, you've done, you've done us bad long enough. We're going to use these prophetic utterances and we're going to come against you. Fooling with our homes and with our people, with our children. Someone said if we believed and obeyed 1% of what the Bible says about prayer, it would transform our lives. It's the most significant thing we can do for the church, the world, and ourselves. It is the ultimate privilege, whatever you're facing here tonight. I have a promise for you. If you will listen to the rest of this that I'm about to tell you, there's hope and deliverance for you if you will lay it on the bed and wait until. I, for one, look at me. I'm not going to give that prophetic utterance. No rest until they lay me to rest. Because this prophetic nature of God resides in me. I will lay everything, every problem, every dead situation in that bed. And I will give God no rest until there is spiritual deliverance of every spiritually dead boy, girl, mother, father. Every church and every city, every dead situation here can be brought to life. There are no impossibilities in this room with God. There are none. Say, there are none. Say, my problem is not an impossibility. For with God, there are no impossibilities. Say, with God, shout it, all things are what? I'm not going to take it. I don't have to. There's a prophetic bed I can lay it in. There is something that just sets me... It, listen, I just laugh. I would see my father pour over these scriptures, and then I would hear him just die laughing. Maybe he was reading about Jehu, and they couldn't keep up with him. If anybody tried to stop him, he'd just say, fall, fall in behind me. And he'd just keep it going. My father would just die laughing about that. That man that picked up his little old pallet and ran after Jesus, and, and he said, I know Peter just died laughing. He said, I'm just laughing at all these big things that's happening in here. Well, this one just makes me, it just makes me die laughing. Let me tell you, it's in 1 Samuel. Give me time to get there. It's in 1 Samuel, if I'm not mistaken. I thought I had it turned down here. 1 Samuel, about, uh, 
Uh, here it is, First Samuel, the 19th chapter. And it was when Saul was sending after David. Listen, get it. And Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophets, say, prophesying. And Samuel standing as appointed over them, the Spirit of God got upon those messengers of Saul and they began prophesying too. That's what happened to that woman in the middle of the aisle Sunday night. That's what happened to people all over that building. That's what brought some out of the audience and they were baptized. That's why these nails there, the man that has developed the biggest development in Alexandria, where the lots cost $75,000, he and his wife knelt there because that's, that prophesying spirit got on them. You just, you just watch them, they get to do it then. They just can't help it. God designed this as a hole in every man's heart. And this is going to fill it. It's empty until this prophetic nature gets in there. And you know what? It got on those first ones. He sent them again and it got on them. Say, they got there and all those prophets were doing what you're doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jumping up and shouting. Hallelujah. Well, it got all over them. And then they sent them what? How many times? Three times he sent those messengers. Saul sent messengers again the third time. And they prophesied also. He said, you just might as well give up. You can't penetrate that. You can't penetrate the blood. You can't, you can't do nothing with this name. You can't, you can't bypass this word. We're on the side of God Almighty. Say His word, His name, His blood, His spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Say, I for one, I'm not going to give any rest. I'm going to keep on prophesying this prophetic nature in me. I'm going to keep on saying, Hallelujah. I'm going to say, it is going to get done. I'm going to say, God is working in my situation. I don't care if I get down to the gates of hell. God will give me the power to take the gates off and snatch them. Paul said, Timothy, Timothy, I charge you that according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Say, there's been some things prophesied over me. There's been some sermons given to me. I'm going to take them. I'm going to war with them. I'm going to say, God, it's your word. The man of God spoke it. It's deposited in me, and I'm going to bring it to pass. There is a prophetic bed that I can lay it in, and you've got to get the message now. You've got to put your needs and put your dead situations in that anointed. Say, anointed. The anointing does break the yoke. But this is an anointed church. This is His body in the earth. Put it in this church. Put it in that prophetic nature and give no rest until. We're to pray with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Say all kinds. All kinds of all kinds. Diversities of tongues. Say there's diversities. Tongues, evidence of the Holy Ghost. Tongues for interpretation. Tongues for edification. Releases the anointing, builds faith, Jude 20. Tongues as a sign to the unbeliever. Tongues for communication. Brother Mangan was preaching in Pena, Illinois, quite a few years ago in a big high school auditorium. All of the city officials were there. Nobody ever affects his anointing and that prophetic nature. He apologizes to no man. It was there. And folks, it doesn't matter whether you, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is what gets the job done. And all while he was preaching, he began to speak in other tongues. And, and he got through and nobody interpreted it. 
And I thought, my word, what will these people up here think? Didn't bother Brother Mangan. He wondered why it wasn't interpreted, but this had happened to him before. Went right on, picked up, and preached his sermon. At the end of that, a big, tall, stalwart young man bounced from the back, bounced on that platform of that high school auditorium, shook his hand, and was talking in a foreign language. And Brother Mangan stood there and said, Sir, I don't understand the thing you're saying. He said, Yes, you do. You just talk to me in that language. He said, I'm sorry. If you were to tell me you were going to cut my head off, I, I couldn't talk. I don't know what I said. He began weeping. He said, I'm a Mormon. I said this was of the devil, but you convinced me tonight I'm going to get this. He got the Holy Ghost. Got the Holy Ghost that night. South Bend, Indiana, preaching for Brother Ralph. He did that on three occasions. One agnostic, one, uh, I, I don't know what all he was. He got the Holy Ghost. And this one got the Holy Ghost. And then in Gary, Indiana, one night, uh, preaching along, started talking in tongues. And it wasn't interpreted. Went on in the service, was as dead as it could be. Brother Bogue, the pastor, stood up and said, Brother Mangan, I hate to interrupt you, but I just got the message of that and was, af and was afraid to give it in the path of your message. He said, I'll cast you both in a bed of hell, except you repent. A man and a woman got up out of the back of that church that had been living common law, came down and got the Holy Ghost. We went there for ten days, stayed ten weeks, ten below zero. Over a hundred people got the Holy Ghost because a prophetic nature broke the ice. A prophetic nature broke the bands and released revival. Only thing say warring tongues, militant tongues, attacking, confronting, tearing down strongholds. Say a variety of utterances. Say groanings. Say roarings. Say howlings. Sighing. Crying and other tongues. That's just a few of the diversities of the utterances. Each utterance serves to accommodate a different need. All the gifts of the Spirit are sent from heaven to help us war. Plymouth, Indiana, 1948. Brother Mangan's Father's Church. It, it, it was so bound and all that we would do, we were praying and fasting, couldn't do anything. One night, Mom Mangan, Noble Berger, Sister Vera Kinsey's brother, at the close of that service, when it was dead as it could be, say, dead. Dead. But we're fixing to put it into the hands of that prophetic nature. Mom Mangan began laughing, and it came from here, and I couldn't no more do it if I tried. Why, whoever you've ever heard laugh, it wouldn't get on you like that got on us. And she and Noble Berger talked back to each other, just ha, 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 ha. And for one hour and a half, they laughed back and forth there with each other. It broke that. Fifty people got the Holy Ghost. It turned that church around and revival broke out. There are some mighty weapons. There are some groanings unutterable. The Spirit has a right to say what He wants to say in every one of our meetings. Say the Spirit. Say the Spirit. Holds the gavel. He's the chief biker in this earth. When I was a little girl, Grandma Terry in, uh, Grandma Terry in uh, Huntington, Texas, and uh, every, time she would, every time she would get through testifying, she'd hit herself and she'd say, I feel him in my hickaba, hickaba hole. I was there and heard all of that. I saw this superintendent stand up and say, Sister, and all, all, whatever. I won't finish that. But it scared me when he did that because I was so, I was so in awe 
every time she said, hiccup a hiccup a hole. I got to my mother and I said, Mumsy, why does she always say hiccup a hiccup a hole? She said, every time you ask me for a glass of water, do you say, I want something that's white that comes in a glass? Or do you just say, I want a glass of water? And every time you say, I want a glass of water, it's going to sound the same every time you say it. I said, as a kid, I said, I understand. She said, she's saying the same thing, probably glory to God in the highest, or praise and blessed be His holy name. One night, her boy came to get my father because he had preached on tithing. When she saw him come in that door, he had told her that day he was coming to kill him. When she saw him hit that door, she stood up and she said, Hiccup a hole! Honey, when she said hiccup a hiccup a hole, that man hit the floor. He was as stiff as he could be, and God just took him while he was stiff out. I saw it. And just bounced him on that f***ing in tongues. Because hiccup a hiccup a hole. Hiccup a hiccup a hole broke it. Hiccup a hiccup a hole got rid of that situation. Hiccup a hiccup a hole. Say handkerchiefs. Say aprons. Say shadows. You can think all of this is funny if you want to, but that's enough to laugh about. To get your attention. They're toting them all over Alexandria. Mickey loved her dog so much that she thought he was dying with pneumonia, and she called from where they were in revival and said, Papa, anoint a handkerchief and go put it on my dog. She was coming home to, to be, well, really, she can't help that. Anybody here love their dog? Sister Tinny loves her dog. Well, I'm not a, I, I don't, I, you know, but, but that's that. Mickey loves her dog so much that she, she thought he was dying with pneumonia, and she called from where they were in revival and said, Papa, anoint a handkerchief and go put it on my dog. She was coming home to, to be, well, really, she can't help that. Anybody here love their dog? Sister Tinia loves her dog. Well, I'm not a, I, I don't, I, you know, but, but that's, that's, that's me. I'm not quite as sweet and kind as a lot of other people I know. But I'm just telling you folks, there's a lot of things available to us. Our kids take one of these to pass their test at school and put it in their, they put it in their book satchel. They put it in their book. They put it in their body. They put it where their heart is, where their mind is. There is something to anointed handkerchiefs. This is a prophetic church. Anointed handkerchiefs. Shadows. Speaking in tongues. Laughing. Groaning. Shouting. Say dancing. I saw Brother Mangan get up about two or three o'clock the other morning just going like this on the other side of the bed. I just got up on my side of the bed just Now, you don't know what that did. You have no idea probably what that did. I don't know, but I promise you something was accomplished that night. Let that speak. Let that come forth. Let that come forth. Everybody, let it come forth.
may be seated.
Give it no rest. We will give it no rest. I will give it no rest. I refuse to be intimidated by the early church. I refuse to be intimidated by the spiritual giants of the ages. I refuse to be intimidated by the spiritual awakenings. Are you hearing me? I refuse to be intimidated. I refuse to be intimidated. Who were they? We in this last decade, we must have even more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say it's all vital. Say it's all vital. Say it. It's all vital. It's all necessary. Every utterance, every spiritual utterance is vital. I'll engage in every bit of it. Groanings, sighings, weepings, warring tongues, devotional tongues, militant tongues, laughing, dancing. Say dancing. David won it by with these, say these fingers. He said, my fingers are even an instrument of war. I'll get my hands on anything. If I lose my voice, I'll just hit anything. You don't have to be intimidated by anybody or anything. This is necessary for our survival. the only thing we've got that surpasses everybody else. And you better know that and hang on to it and hold on to it. You can't compete with a lot of other things, but when you get this, there is no competition in our field. We have no competitors. If we'll stay humble and seek God and walk before Him humbly and cleanse ourselves from all of our evil ways and let there be a cleansing process for every priest in this room, there is nothing, there is nothing that can stand before you. Nothing. God put it all in our hands. It's a prophetic bed. They're supernatural weapons. They're sent from heaven. Say, they're sent from heaven. Voice from heaven. Rain from heaven. Manna from heaven. Wind blowing from heaven. Partnered up. Say, a sovereign move. It's all from heaven. The Lord has opened His armory and has brought forth the weapons of His indignation. For this is the work of the Lord God of hosts in the land of the Chaldeans. Well, in the land of America, there's some mighty weapons. In other words, the Lord has opened His armory in this hour to provide us the divine ability to conquer and subdue as we will need to do, say, in the crucial days that lie ahead. 
the reason God's anointing us to, are some horrible days ahead. You think we've seen something? Sunday night was a week ago. A boy walked out of the church, went to his truck, and over his head went sizzling four bullets. They're just having fun trying to shoot over your head. They're shooting at cars that passes by. You don't think we need intercessors right down every street? There's not enough of policemen to take care of them. My son is the chaplain of that city. He will tell you, he said, that's going on all over this city, mother. That's going on everywhere. You don't know the half. This is a dangerous little city. You live in one right here too. They'll yank your clothes off of you and cut your wrist off to get your watch. You need somebody that knows how to pull something down from heaven. This is the water. This is the light. This is the bread. This is the blood. This is the name. This is the word. This is the prophetic church. This is the little fire he cast on the earth. It's open to me. I can have it. And the crucial days that lie ahead. You don't know what tomorrow may bring forth. It's happening rapidly. God's going to do a sovereign work rapidly. You better stay sensitive. You better not try to be fooling with this world now. You better get a hold of this and be at every prayer meeting you can be in. You better be in every church service you can be in. You better be holding up your pastor and pastor's wife's hands. You better say, give us more prayer meetings. Give us more. Give us more. Give us more. That prophetic bed is waiting for you tonight to lay your dead situation in it. Spiritually dead, Famber, and give it no rest. Demon powers are not overcome by little puny prayers. Little puny prayers. That don't scare the devil a lick. Demonic powers have been resident in some people's lives for years and years. They've taken up fortified positions there. They will not yield to little token resistance. They won't give up and move out willingly without you putting up a fight. Anybody here want to fight for your boy? Anybody here want to fight for your girl? Anybody here want to fight for somebody you know that's on their way to hell? They're not going to be saved without you. Your name is on that person. Little old puny prayers is not going to unshackle them. Little old puny prayers is not going to unshackle them. Go ahead and party. Go ahead and have your big time. Go ahead and banquet your way all through life. Jet set it all the way. They won't yield. They won't move out. They got to be, say, rooted out. Rooted out by force of arms. Jeremiah, I've given you the power over the nation. Say to root out. Say to tear down. Then you can go to planting. Then you can go to building up. But we got to do some rooting out. We got to do some, we got to get some dead things out of our bed. I can't let up yet. There's some dead things in my bed. I can't go to bed yet. I can't lie down yet. I can't sit down yet. God's talking to somebody in this room tonight. There's not an anointing on me for nothing. You better hear what I'm saying. You better put everything you've got in this. This is the only thing that's going up. Everything else is going down. We better get our minds off of everything else and get a hold of God in the church in this pathetic nature. Satan will yield. Say, he will yield. Say, he's a stripped. Say it with me. Say, he's stripped. Say, he's defeated. Jesus Christ openly put him to shame. Say, Jesus is the victor. Say, where is ally? 
28 allies, last ditch efforts, stormed over there, won it in a hundred whatever. I don't even know. Don't make me a bit of difference. I'm in some kind of war here that I don't intend to give any rest to. You say, he knows he's whipped. He knows the victor. Say, reluctantly. Say, angrily. Stubbornly. Contesting every inch of ground. But his clutches will finally loosen. Hickabah, hickabah, ho. Now here it is, folks. Don't miss this. She went out. She closed the door. Here comes Elijah to go to bed. Do you know what he did? He went up. Say, until. Say, he sneezed once. A situation I'm praying for, I've heard one sneeze. I got seven more to go. Say, sneeze again. And say, sneeze again. And say, he sneezed that seventh time. Say, it's coming. I've stretched myself on this bed. I've put the dead situations there and I'm stretching myself over it. Are you hearing me? And I'm waiting for that sneeze. And I won't get up until they sneeze. And I won't get up until they sneeze that seven times. But say they're going to sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and sneeze. And then that boy's going to jump up and open his eyes and say, Where have I been all my life? Take up the son, give him back to his mama. She went in, fell at his feet, bowed herself, took over his own. Say, yes, it worked. Say, she kept that boy in that bed and kept the pressure. She slammed the door. She said, you ain't going in there. That door's shut. That's your bed. You ain't going to get to sleep until my dead boy gets out of that bed. Say, I got it. Say, turn it over to Brother Tenney. I got it. Say, I got it. Say, I got it. I want to hear something else now. Did the unjust judge hear the widow woman? Oh no, you're not, you, you don't, you're, not, you're not on fire yet. You just thought you were running up and down here. Did that widow woman wake up that unjust judge? You know, Brother Urshan tells that he sat with a battered wife. He tells us, he told it publicly, that she was married to a horrible, incorrigible, but she had three prayer partners they go to court. The judge even does not even respect Brother Urshan in his position, sitting with her, testifying for her. And these three prayer warriors are sitting in the balcony of that judge, of that court. And he takes up for the husband and, and in, in kind all the ridicule of that little old Pentecostal wife and that her kids were, couldn't watch this and couldn't go there and couldn't do this and that and the other. So the judge stands there and with his gavel says, I, I, I give the children to their father. And one of those prayer warriors stood up and took a chance on defying the court and said, Jesus, don't let him do it. And that judge was walking away and got halfway over there to where he was supposed to be. 
and came back and hit the gavel and said, I've changed my mind. Those kids are going to their mama. They just keep on smiting the ground. They just keep on. Say it again. Smite it. You know the king got angry. He got angry. He got angry because he quit. He quit. They just keep on. Just keep on. The man that wanted bread said he wouldn't. Did it work for him? Did the man finally get up? You've heard it over and over and over. Did he get bread? Say as much as he wanted. It's coming. It's say it's coming. Say, it's coming. Say, I'm going to have it. I intend to have it. I will have it. Faith Urshan Schmidt, dying with, with uh, cancer of the lungs or or tuberculosis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Brother Mangan, a young convert, there in Bible school, went on a seven-day fast for her, went right on over to the girls' dorm, and in those days you didn't do that. That would get you kicked out of school. But he walks humbly over there, knocks on the door, and the dorm's uh, mother says, What do you want? He said, I want to pray for Faith Urshan. She came out, he prayed a little simple prayer. She goes the next day and is going to be sent home to die. And God, she went and had some more examinations. God healed her that. She came back to school, finished. She's still alive. That's been nearly 50, say 50. That's been nearly 50 years ago. When that man died in our church and every, every nurse in there and the uh, paramedics came, they put the deal on him. Where not, his heart had stopped. He was lying there dead. Brother Mangan walked over there and said, Back up, everybody. We're going to get our miracle tonight. And the man raised up from there, got baptized in Jesus' name, got the Holy Ghost. Just that simple. Say, does it work every time? No. Don't work every time. That don't work every time. But I'm telling you, there are some things for us that we don't have to back up from. I saw two boys when they were five years old when we went to that city. They couldn't even walk. One of the boys is working for the city today, and they just crawled. When they were even five years old, they were still crawling. Brother Mangan laid hands on those boys. Those boys began to walk, got up and walked away. I'm telling you what is confirmed in the whole church of Alexandria. I'm telling you, if the boy has walked in there and given his testimony, said, I'm the boy. He's worked for the city and been a big shot in the city. Couldn't even walk. I saw a man, he put us out under a tent to build the first church that we built there. I saw a man sitting there defying the Holy Ghost hit him. He flipped and, and landed on that second pew and landed on that second pew talking in tongues. This is a prophetic nature church. This is a Holy Ghost, Jesus name, baptized, blood, bought church. this authority this boldness this anointing is to go into the streets of our cities we have the delegated authority we have it in our hands and I want us to stand right now and say God I'm going to give you everything I've got I'm going to put everything I've got in this I know what prayer can do Satan the blood of Jesus is against you Satan the blood of Jesus is against you Take your dirty, filthy hands off of my children. Take your dirty, filthy hands off of my church. Go back to the pit from which you came. 
You have no partner lot with me. We're not playing games. No, no, no. Say, this is real. Say, I've got it. I've got it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to put everything I've got in this prophetic bed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time. Hallelujah. Say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Let it have it. Turn loose. Let the Holy Ghost fall on your heart tonight. Oh, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
This is not an angel troubling these waters. This is the Holy Ghost. If you need something, get in. 